Hello again, ladies and gentlemen. Ghost Nobody here, ready to bring you Chapter 25 of Hunter Hunted, my AVP fan fiction. Or I should say my original AVP fan fiction that I wrote all them years ago for fanfiction.net and has now repeated in many, many sites. I do hope you've been enjoying this little stroll through the AVP universe that I wrote all them years ago. And I do hope you'll continue to stay with me as we take it towards the end. And uh, I do hope you'll like, subscribe, and share feedback wherever you can, either via fanfiction.net, archiveofourown.org, or even on my own website at ghostnobody.com. Just go to Hunter Hunted Redux, which is the slightly new and updated version of Hunter Hunted, where it's being polished up and given a little new coat of paint and everything to kind of bring it up to today's standards. So, without any further ado, let's get on with the show, shall we? Oh, and the usual legal disclaimer. Obviously, it's fan fiction, so I don't own anything to do with AVP. That's all to do with their own uh, studios. I just own good-looking huntresses. Yep, that's right. You heard me. They're all mine. Let's get on with the show. Chapter 25. Reunion. Ryan found himself standing in a very white place. Everything was white. As far as the eyes could see in every direction. The walls, floor, sky, everything was white. Turning in circles to try and orientate himself, his eyes managed to pick out something off to his left that wasn't white. Or at least he thought it was left. And given the environment, he couldn't be totally sure. But he decided to head for it all the same. As he got closer to it, he realised it was another person who appeared to be on his knees. He was wearing some kind of white-looking armour with a long white cape on the back of it. If it hadn't been for the splashes of gold on it, it had been camouflaged against the background. Uh, hello? Ryan said, and his voice the figure suddenly sprung up from its knees and whirled around until it saw him. This sudden reaction caused Ryan to pause in his steps. The figure was wearing a golden hunting mask, so he figured it must be a Yejuta, but the voice that spoke was definitely not a Yejuta's. Ryan? the figure asked in amazement. There was something very familiar about it. In fact, there was something very familiar about the whole thing. And Ryan could have sworn he'd seen this white armour somewhere before. How do you know my name? Ryan challenged. Or do you think I recognise my own son when he speaks? The figure said, and as he did, he removed his mask. As Ryan's mandibles dropped open as he saw his father's face behind the golden Yejuta mask. Before his brain could process the information, his father flew forwards and embraced him tightly. For a second, Ryan stood there, not moving. But pretty quickly, he realised everything was the same. The feel, the human smell, the strength, everything. This was, in, without a doubt, his father. And he wrapped his arms around his father's torso, embracing him tightly. When they finally released one another, Ryan and Jack stood looking at each other. "'Are you okay?' Is your sister okay? Where are you? The question started flying out of his father's mouth. Ryan nodded. Well, I'm okay. I think so, anyway. I don't know where Seller is. As far where I am, I don't know. I was on a planet in a jungle, he said. Then he looked around himself before refocusing on his father. How? was the question that came out of Ryan's mouth. His father shrugged his shoulders. I'm not sure. But the only thing I can think of, it must be mean you're a dream warrior as well, he said softly. I'm a dream warrior? Like you? Ryan asked, looking confused at this little revelation. 
Trust me, I still don't fully understand how it all works myself yet. I've lived with it for quite a few years, but I can tell you how it started when I was on that planet where I met your mother. I started having these visions, Jack started to explain. Visions? What kind of visions? Ryan asked. Ghosts, mainly. People I knew to be dead, but they were reacting to me like they were still alive. Then I met this ancient Yejuta warrior named Tansel Elith, Jack continued. Elith? That's our matriarch's name, Ryan said, sounding surprised. Jack nodded. Not as surprised as I was, trust me. It turned out that Tick's great-great-grandfather, he'd been the one who gave me this armour, said it could only be worn by someone honourable and pure of heart. He also awoke this power inside me which I never knew I even had called me a dream warrior which I'm not quite still sure I understand fully but basically means that I can see and hear the dead as if they were real people I can also see people's auras which as far as I can understand is the life force of every living being it allows me to see right into their heart and know them better than they ever knew themselves in short they can't hide their true intentions from me Jack said softly Ryan looked impressed he scratched his mandibles thoughtfully. Matriarch told me that Sel and Sel are a story about dream warriors once. They were supposed to be the most feared warriors to walk the battlefield because they could see the unseen. Supposedly they do not fear death because they know what's on the other side. Are you trying to tell me that you are one of them? Is that how you know how to find me and how when I was always in trouble? And why you never did really tell me or talk to me about it? He asked and Jack nodded. Yep, and by the looks of it, so are you. Sorry for never saying the words to you and explaining it. I always figured you kind of knew, especially as your sister knows. And to this place, it's sort of like purgatory, I guess. Like a spirit realm. I come here from time to time when I need answers or when I just really need to clear my mind. In fact, I came here this time to try and summon a spirit to assist me and your mother in finding you. I didn't quite reckon on summoning you here, though, he said. Ryan looked really confused as well as a little angry at the revelation that his beloved sister knew about their father being a dream warrior when he didn't. Does that mean I'm dead? he asked, sounding surprised, and his father shook his head. I don't think so. I'm not seeing the aura of death around you. He replied, and Ryan looked relieved and then confused. War of death? he asked. Well, when I see a spirit in the walking in the waking world, I can always tell they are spirits, because their aura is different to that of a living person. Kind of looks like smoke or a grey mist around them. A living person has a very distinct colour shrouding them. Jack explained. Ryan still looked confused. Jack stepped up to his son and placed his hands on his shoulders. I'm going to try something. I know it's a little early, but given that you are here, it looks like your abilities are awakening. So I'm going to try and do the same thing that Tansel Elith did for me, he said. Then he closed his eyes and appeared to be trying to focus. And that's when it suddenly felt like a bomb went off in Ryan's head. A huge torrent of imagery and emotions flooded his mind. It showed his father's life up to the point where he were now. Everything from his childhood, to his family that he'd been left behind on Earth, to meeting his matriarch on that planet, to their bond growing and their love for one another, even some things he'd rather not have seen in the form of their lovemaking. 
but his father had said that this was the way dream warriors were feared because they could see everything the heart hides. They suddenly felt like a massive rush and flood of energy was pouring through him. When he opened his eyes, he saw a white and gold flame surrounding his father's body. Jack smiled as he looked at his son, and he looked at his hands and arms. You see it, don't you? he asked. I'm on fire, Ryan said, looking at his hands, and then looking at him. And so are you, he said, and Jack laughed loudly. So it does take another dream warrior to awake another. I can't believe I didn't see it before. The fire you're seeing is the aura I spoke of. It shows you a person's heart and allegiance. The lighter the colour, the better. Every time a person commits an act like a cold-blooded murder of the innocent, it stains their soul. And a dream warrior like us can see it as it's represented in a colour shift, he said. Ryan looked at him confused but with a much more relaxed expression in his eyes than before. I saw your life, he said softly, and Jack nodded. I know, and I'm sorry if there were some things in there you would rather disturbed you, but it kind of comes with the gig, I'm afraid. I know you probably saw some rather intimate moments between myself and your mother, but I'm not ashamed about how I feel about her, or how much I love her. Dream warriors can see everything in another's heart, and the things that tend to really stand out. If it really makes you feel any better, I saw everything from yours too. So I guess that kind of makes us even, huh? Jack said, smiling, and suddenly Ryan's mandibles flared and his cheeks flushed. You saw everything? He exclaimed, and his father laughed out loud, and then grinned at him slyly. Yep, she's really pretty, you know. Must be a father-like-son thing. Go to an alien jungle, meet a beautiful alien girl, he said, grinning the whole time. Ryan got all flustered and embarrassed, which entertained Jack immensely. I I don't look at her like that, Ryan started to say till his father held up a hand in front of him and stopped him. Then his father gestured to himself. Dream warrior, remember? I saw your memories and the feelings that went with them, the same as you saw mine. So I know exactly what you felt when you saw her. Don't you dare be embarrassed at those feelings, my son. Attraction is a natural and beautiful thing, and you're growing up fast, he said, smiling. Ryan looked like he might die from embarrassment at any second. Then his father's face went really serious. It looks like you're waking up, so I think our connection here is about to be broken any second. Know this, my son. We're coming for you. And we will get you and your sister back from those porking cowards. And we're going to make sure that after what we do to those bad blood cowards, they'll never fuck with our clan ever again. In the meantime, I trust you and your sister to conduct yourselves with honour. You give that girl... Shenna, wasn't it? Jack said, and Ryan nodded. Will you give Shenna any assistance you can? You protect her, and you fight by her side, and show her these porking cowards why it's very unwise to pork with Clan Mason. He said, planting his hands on his son's shoulders. Ryan nodded. I will, father. I promise you can count on me, Ryan said, and Jack embraced his son one last time. I know. I can, because you're a mason, and masons never let those we love down, Jack said. Then Ryan suddenly felt very cold, and he heard a voice in the distance. Ryan, wake up, Ryan, it said. He turned to look and there was no one there. Then when he looked, turned to look back at his father. 
You'd better go. Don't worry, we're coming for you, Jack said softly. Ryan nodded. Then with a flash, his father faded and the world went black again. Ryan opened his eyes slowly and his vision swam in and out. But the first thing that became clear was Shenna's beautiful face. Shenna was leaning over and looking at him with a rather worried expression written all over her beautiful features. The first thing that Ryan noticed that she was surrounded by a swirling white fire that flowed around her like a living cloak. Holy shit, it was real, he exclaimed. The expression on Shanna's face changed from worry to relief that he was awake to one of confusion at what he'd just said. What was real? What happened to you? she asked. He sat up and blinked a few times, shaking his head to clear away the swimmy feeling as his senses rebooted one after the other. Then he looked at Shenna, who was kneeling on the ground next to him. He could see the white fire aura pulsing around her, contrasting beautifully with her jet-black skin. This only served to make her look even more radiant in his eyes. Well, she said, looking impatient as he stared at her. He drew his mandibles up into a sort of an embarrassed smile. I saw my father, he said, and Shenna looked confused. Then she looked around themselves. What? Where? she asked. Not here. It's difficult to explain, and I sure as hell don't know how to explain it. But he showed me a load of things. Apparently I'm a dream warrior, he said, and Shenna's mandibles dropped open in shock, and she jumped up and away from him. He looked at her, surprised at her reaction. "'You're a dream warrior?' she exclaimed, and he nodded slowly. Then he got to his feet and dusted himself down. "'Apparently,' he said. "'My matriarch told me a story about dream warriors. "'She told me they can see through worlds and see the dead,' she said, and Ryan nodded. "'Yeah, that's what my father told me too. "'He said we can see the spirits of the dead and speak to them like they were normal, living, breathing beings.' He said, and Shana looked thoughtful and rubbed her manables. Is that what you saw when you saw an woman female? Was that a spirit? She asked, and Ryan nodded. Yeah, I think so. When she touched me, I saw these things from her life. All these experiences, thoughts and feelings, like it was just being downloaded into my mind. Shana moved closer to him now, but she was still being cautious. Why an woman, though? Why would an Uman's female spirit seek you out? She asked curiously. Ryan scratched his mandibles thoughtfully. It was a good question. But then the memories he'd seen filled his mind again and he saw the answer. I think she was my father's mate before she was killed in battle on their homeworld. But she never lost her love for him. Now she follows him like a guardian watching over his life and the lives of those he loves he said, and then he looked at Shenna and saw the look of surprise and revulsion and confusion passing over her face. What? he asked, looking at her. Your father mated with an Uman? she asked with obvious shock in her voice. He smiled at her confusion and shook his head. My father is Uman, he said calmly. Shenna's mandibles dropped open and this bombshell just exploded in her brain. What, what did you just say? Shana stammered, looking at Ryan. Her eyes searched his features for some sort of hint that he was pulling some sort of prank on her, but his features remained the same. My father is Uman. My matriarch is Majuta, he said calmly. 
that that that's not possible. No Yejuda would willingly mate with an old man, Shano exclaimed defiantly. Well, I'm living proof that you're wrong, he said with a darkness and anger in his voice, obviously from her questioning his heritage. You're an abomination, she suddenly yelled. Then she turned and Shanna ran off into the jungle, leaving Ryan standing there with a really confused look on his face. How could she be so stupid? Of all the people she had to find on this porking planet, she had to find some half-breed abomination. To think she almost started to like him as well. His matriarch was a race traitor and had laid with a dumb prey species of all things. What the pork was she thinking? All these thoughts swirled through Shenna's mind as she ran through the jungle, with tears burning in her eyes. She felt so totally stupid for beginning to care about that male. She couldn't believe she actually thought he was attractive. What the pork had she been thinking? Right now she was totally unaware at that moment she was being observed from some, by someone in the canopy. As she was running, her mind was in such a whirlwind that she didn't look where she was going and suddenly her legs were whipped out from underneath her. She shot upwards into a tree vertically. What the pork? she yelled as she was flipped upside down. Then she spotted a shimmering figure on the ground next to where she'd been only seconds ago. It sparkled and crackled with electric before it decloaked and became visible. Her mandibles clicked together in both anger at being caught and fear of what had just caught her. There stood a rather large bad blood male looking right up at her. His armour was pitted and scarred from various battles that he'd fought, and his body was an ugly patchwork of scars. His colours were a sickening green-grey mixture. Well, that was no fun. I thought you Shadow Claw clan bitches were supposed to be expert hunters and tough. Well, I guess if I can't have any fun hunting you, I'll have to take my fun from, some you, from you some other way, won't I? The bad blood male said with a sickening leer in his voice. Shanna felt sick to her stomach at what he was insinuating, but also caught a cold rage at herself for being caught. I'm Shanna Blackcrest, unblooded huntress of the Shadowclaw clan. When I get down from here, I'll show you what I can fucking do. She roared. The male started to laugh at her. Oh, you will have that right. You will show me what you can do, but not in the way you think, he said with a sickening leer in his voice and with a swipe of his wrist blades, he cut the rope that suspended her from the trees, and she fell straight down on her head with a thud that jarred all of her senses with pain. She tried to move, but her body was shaking, barely able to react. The male slammed a large foot down on her back, pinning her down. Don't worry. Won't hurt for long, young one, and who knows, by the time I'm done with you, may even enjoy it, he leered again. Shenna had never felt so angry and scared in her life. The sickening excuse for a male was about to violate her and strip her, her honour away from her. She watched helplessly over her shoulder as he leaned down on her further, and she felt him run a hand down over her behind. Hmm, looks like you're definitely from prime breeding stock, he said as his touch made her feel physically sick. Suddenly there was a whizzing noise and something passed over her head at high speed. She also felt something warm land on her back. The bad blood male suddenly roared with pain and anger and jumped back from the stricken Shanna. Something landed on the floor to her left, and she glanced over at it. To her utter surprise, it seemed to be a hand. Get the pork away from her, you porking coward, 
a voice ra roared with full of unbridled rage. It took Shenna a second to realise she recognised the voice. It was Ryan. Ryan had chased Shenna through the jungle. Though her cruel words had shock and anger him, he couldn't let her go off on her own in this dangerous place. His father's words had echoed in his mind as he'd stood there and watched her go. You're a mason, he'd heard, and then he'd sighed and kicked off the massive corpse of the fire tiger in anger and frustration. As much as the words had hurt him, it was against every fibre of his being to let her go off like that. Plus he'd remembered something his matriarch had said to him when he was and his sister were really young. There will be those that don't understand you and will treat you with disdain and cruelty because of what you are. But you are the offspring of love and honour, and it will be up to you to show them this. If they will not understand, you will porking make them understand, she said. He, je he guessed this was what she had meant, and now it was up to him to make Shena see that as well. So he'd gone off into the jungle hot on her heels. When Ryan arrived to see Shenna pinned down by the bad blood male, he'd been ready to storm into the clearing in full rage mode, but his father's words hit him first. Before jumping into a situation, always gain an advantage first. No matter how angry you are, stop, take a breath, analyse, then act, he'd said, and Ryan felt that one of the, this was one of those times. So he'd silently watched and waited for an opportunity to strike. The bad blood male was massive compared to him, and he'd also far better armed. You could see the dual plasma casters on his shoulders from where he was. You could also see the jet black aura swirling around him as he leaned down onto Shanna. Then he saw him reach down and run his hands over Shanna's bum, and a real rage boiled over. But he also saw an opportunity. Taking his smart disc out, he aimed and sent it spinning towards the bad blood. The hit was perfect, and it took the male's hand off at the wrist, sending a spray of blood into Shenna's back. Unfortunately, the smart disc embedded itself into a tree and didn't return to its sender, as they usually do. So Ryan was going to have to make do with his staff. He twirled it and it extended to its full size. As he stood facing the enraged bad blood male. I'm going to tear you apart and piss on your remains, abomination. The bad blood male roared. My name is Ryan, unblooded hunter of the sun, Tick Elf and Jack of the Proud Clan Mason. You lead me in an abomination because I am the product of a union based on mutual love and honour, and I pity you, because you clearly have never experienced either of those things. Ryan roared back. The male looked at him in total confusion. He couldn't understand why he wasn't scared of him. He'd expected the woman in him to react at the mere sight of him and to run in fear, but this was not what he was seeing. The air around this young male seemed to ripple like heat rising from him as he looked at him. Then he spoke again. I promise before all the gods and spirits here present that while I still draw breath and my heart still beats, you will not lay another hand on that female. You will not harm her or sully her honour. I will not allow it. Ryan roared, standing tall and proud, as he faced down the massive blood blood male. Suddenly a shadow emerged from behind the male. It was another Yejuta male, 
but this one was dressed all in white armour with a long white cape. Instantly Ryan noticed the grey swirling fire around him and he realised it was a spirit. This had to be Tansel Elith, his great-great-great-grandfather. He stood with his arms folded over his chest, looking at the bad blood. The look on his face was one of utter contempt and disgust. Then he turned to face Ryan, and he walked right towards him and placed on a, shoulder, a hand on his shoulder. His mind was instantly flooded with Uvuta fighting techniques. Show this coward what an honourable warrior can do, and show him his own death, he said in a deep, gravelly voice. Ryan nodded, and then turned his attention back to the male, just in time to see him rushing with his wrist blades raised. To Ryan it felt like time had slowed right down. He watched as the male swung the wrist blades in an arc towards him, and he was easily able to sidestep out of the way, which caused the male to sail past him and hit nothing but air. Suddenly he became aware of the white fire surrounding his body had grown into a raging inferno and he felt energy rushing through him. Is this why Dream Warriors were so feared? Because they could see things before they happened? Then he turned and saw the male swing at him again. This time he used the staff to deflect the male's hit away, before using the blades to slice through his inner elbow, now exposed by the deflection. The male roared in pain as his arm dropped uselessly to his side. Suddenly Ryan saw both of his plasma casters pop up and turn. He rapidly dodged around the shots as they fizzed past him, scorching the air as the bolts, which looked like they were moving in slow motion, passed him harmlessly by. With each dodge he moved closer and closer to the male, who seemed to be growing more and more desperate with each step his foe took. Then out of nowhere the male reared up to kick Ryan, but in slow motion world that Ryan was currently in he saw it coming a mile away. Instead of being kicked flying he simply twisted out of the way and then brought his staff up and sliced at the rear of the male's knee, cutting the tendons with a quick flourish, did the same to the other leg, before the male was able to react to it. Shenna watched in utter surprise and shame as Ryan made his declaration, and then began to fight the bad blood male. She couldn't believe what was happening here. She had said such a vile thing to him, and yet he was defending her. Why? Why was he doing this? But then something he'd said clicked in her head. It was a name, and she recognised it for some reason. Tick Elleth. She knew she'd heard that name before. Then it hit her like a ton of bricks. Tick Elleth was the daughter of Makatessa, one of the Shadowclaw clan leaders. This little revelation rocked her right to her very core. She watched him fight for her. Then a sudden rush of energy and anger flooded through her, fueled by her confusion. This restored her body temporarily, and she found herself able to stand up. She watched as Ryan effortlessly dodged around the bad blood male's plasma bolts, and then swiped both his legs, crippling him, when he tried to kick him. Now the male was on his knees in front of Ryan, who simply pulled both of his plasma casters from their mounts and threw them to either side of him. He then turned and looked at her. This scum's life belongs to you as it was your honour he was going to Sully, decide what his fate is, he said with a rather cold voice that for some reason stung like a knife to her heart. But then she saw the defeated male was going to rape her 
and her anger flashed through her again. She charged towards him and plunged her wrist blades through his chest and straight through his heart. Ryan watched as Shanna killed the bad blood male. He saw the figure of his great-great-grandfather smile and nod his approval of his honourable deed by giving the male's life to the one who he had tried to dishonour. Then he balled his fist against his chest and bowed, an act that Ryan returned as the ghost faded back into the shadows. As he released the bow, he saw Shanna standing facing him with her wrist blades dripping with to blood. Are you really Tickelleth's son? she asked in a quiet voice. He nodded and looked at her. How do you know of my matriarch? he asked. Because she is the daughter of one of my clan's leaders, Shanna said in a voice that was filled with confusion and rage. It was that point that Ryan realised this little revelation had just rocked her to her very core and he understood why. He could see that she'd always been taught, just as his matriarch had been, that Ejuta must not lower themselves to converting with other species and must remain pure. So now to find out that the daughter of one of, the most, of her clan's most respected leaders had done that very thing and this product of her union had just saved her life and protected her honour, had just blown her understanding of the whole world to pieces. He took a step towards her, and she retreated a step, but he took another one, and another one, and another. She mirrored his movements till her back hit a tree and she could go no further, and he was stood right in front of her. He took his mask off, and he looked right into her eyes. The brightness of the purple of his eyes made her gasp, there was real fire in them, and she couldn't deny, and suddenly her mind was filled with guilt and shame at how she'd reacted towards him when she'd found out what he was. I, I, I'm sorry, she whispered as she hung her, head, hung her head looking away from his eyes. So you should be, he replied. His head shot, her head shot up with a flash of rage, but when her eyes met his there was something different, and it stopped her from lashing out regret instantly filled her mind where rage had once been. I shouldn't have called you those vile names or run away from you like that, she said quietly again. I forgive you, Ryan said calmly. Shanna's eyes popped open wide as she searched his face for a hint of deceit, but there wasn't nothing. I am something which goes against everything you have been taught, something that in your world should not and could not exist so it was only natural that you would lash out and react the way you did. So I will forgive your ignorance this time, and I will ask you to simply judge me based on my actions. Use what you see and what you feel to guide you, and not what you have been taught to believe. Keep an open mind, and you will see that there is far more to this life than the narrow path you have been taught to tread, he said. Shenna looked utterly confused by his words and by his compassion and empathy. These were not Yejuta traits, and a true Yejuta who had been insulted in this way would have insult as she had insulted him, would have killed her on the spot. But something in his words appealed to her, and she nodded, smiling at him. Then he returned her smile and stepped back from her, allowing her to step away from the tree. Then he extended a hand towards her, as much as her head was screaming at her that he was an abomination and that shouldn't exist, his very ins existence was an insult, 
She couldn't deny that his actions were those of a being who fully understood the ways of honour. He had stepped in and defended her honour, despite the fact that she had hurled some vile insults at him, and now he'd forgiven her for them, and was offering her a hand in friendship. So she decided right at that very moment to trust him, to listen to what he had to say. While she knew she couldn't fully abandon what she'd been taught, she could try to accept him, and like what he had said, to keep an open mind. So she took his arm, and they shook. Right then, let's see if we can get from this pork, and let's see if we can find my sister, Ryan said, and Shenna smiled brightly and nodded at him. A small voice spoke in her heart, and she still couldn't believe that a half-breed could be so good-looking. And there we go, ladies and gentlemen. That was chapter 25. It looks like Ryan's got himself a new friend. But uh, will they be able to survive the jungle that uh, Tick and Jack met on so many years ago? Will they be able to find Seller Elith? Will they all be able to escape just as their parents did once upon a time? Only one way to find out. Gonna have to tune in next time. So until next time, this is Ghost Nobody signing off and saying... I'll see you next time.